one of the great truths that God wants us all to realize, it's something that is evident from Genesis all the way through Revelation, and it's simply this fact, that he desires to be our God, and we to be his people, and he to live in the midst of us, to dwell with us. You see that in John, in, in the Lord's priestly prayer, he desires that oneness for each of us that he has with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. And in order to get to that place, it's not something that we naturally want to do. <laughs> um, there's a process involved, and the Lord takes us through that to bring us into that reality. And he does it in a very, very practical way. Through giving, we are saying, in essence, it's okay that my income decreases so that something of the Lord may increase. And what increases, it's not about blessings, about giving so that I might get, although the Lord blesses us mightily, he provides more than just food and clothing and shelter. He's very good at that. But he wants us more than anything to know who he is. And a practical way of doing that is when I take a portion of my money, and again, we don't give on a percentage necessarily. We give, as, as Paul tells the Corinthians, that decide in your heart what you want to give unto him. And it's a voluntary thing. It's something we give freely. And he says, decide that and give it unto me as, as a gift. And in the process of saying, I can live with less, the Lord gives in return that knowledge and that experience of that oneness that we desire. Um, and, you know, we, we like to keep things, I think, in our heads and just know them up here. And the Lord says, no, I want you to know it here. I want you to know it in everyday life, in practical ways. And there's not much more practical than parting with our money. <laughs> and the Lord doesn't need our money. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns, well, he created the universe and owns every square inch of it. He doesn't need us to do that. But in order to come to that place of oneness with him, he asks us to sacrifice, to give, to yield. And what we receive is beyond any, any monetary thing that we give. Paul's cry continually was, the man who wrote 13 books of the New Testament cries continually, oh, that I might know him. There's nothing compared in this life or in the next life with, with the knowledge of the Lord. Knowing him intimately, knowing him personally. And our giving is part of that process. Um, you know, I know it's easy to just <clears throat> make it a habit, um, just make it something that we is expected or we think is expected. Let it be something that the Lord works oneness in your heart and my heart. So, <clears throat> um, you know the routine on the giving. <laughs> um, Seven three two five six. If you want to text and. Uh, give by mail or also on the website so let's just go ahead and pray lord i just thank you for the opportunity you give us to know you better 
through our giving, through our laying down, you are, you are a faithful God, and you want us to know that, each of us personally. And to that end, Lord, we give unto you this day. Amen. Amen. If you need an envelope, they have an envelope for you also, too. You can give by envelope if you need. Blessings. Junior, come here, Junior. Junior ha has a shared story. It's interesting when, when, when God is blessing us, if it was with his grace, uh, the grace come out of us to bless others. And that's what happened with Junior. Share, share what happened this week with Junior. I heard this story already uh, at the, our Connect group, but I wanted them to hear too. Good morning, and good morning, everybody. So as, as most of you know, everywhere I go, I love to share the word. You know, we're asked to share it unashamedly and freely. So at work uh, this week, uh, starting about Tuesday, um, we were in the truck looking for a, a key. And I ended up finding a phone um, between this small little slot. So I said, oh, somebody lost a phone. Thought it was one of my coworkers. I charged it up. Went through the text messages, found out it was a, a, an older lady who was about 82 years old who lost her phone. And the message said, if you find this phone, please call. Um, it belongs to an 82-year-old lady. This was, the message was three years ago. Three years ago, in October of 2020, the I called it, nobody answered. Called it, I left a message. Five minutes after that message, I got a phone call from this, this lady. Said it was my mom's phone. Uh, she's now 85. Um, and I said, well, you probably don't require the phone no more, but I'd be happy to mail it to you um, and, and return it. And so she was like, well, where do you live? I noticed it was a 509 area code, so it was back in Spokane where they lost it. And we got a rental truck. So, and we're here in, in Seattle. And um, she goes, well, we just, I go, well, I live in Everett. She goes, are you serious? She goes, I, we just moved to Bothell. And I was like, wow, okay. So I, I, I could drop it off to you on the way home. So she said, great, that's awesome. So I drove, I met her at a McDonald's. And uh, she wanted to go inside and sit down and talk. And um, she was so grateful that I returned the phone to her, even though they had no longer need for it. But it had some pictures of her mom in there and, and probably some information that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't searching through the phone. But so... Um, we sat down and started talking, and she was like, wow, she was just so amazed about, like, just someone was going to return the phone. Um, man. So then we sat down. I started sharing my testimony with her out of nowhere. She was like, tell me about yourself. So I started sharing my testimony, and I told her from, and I gave her the, the detailed testimony, the one from growing up and how I grew up and the things that I've been through and what I've lost, the, the full de details um, from everything, okay? And then recently up to the point where I found Christ again. And she was started to cry across from me at McDonald's. And this is a total stranger that I don't know, that doesn't know me from nothing. And I'm sharing my testimony, trying to give her just let her know who I am and what God has made me. At the end of this conversation, the lady says, I think this is exactly what I needed. 
me and my husband have been married 22 years, and I'm thinking about throwing in the towel. It was very emotional because then she goes, I said, well, you know, I said, don't do that. You got married under the covenant of God. That's who you should be going to for a counselor. That's who you should be asking to for help when your marriage is going through a struggle. It's not to give up. It's to search for it's to search God's face. Um, and, and she was just so overwhelmed and crying and, and by this testimony and by what I was telling her. And she goes, you know, I've been trying to find a church. I've been, we just moved here and I've been looking. And so I said, uh, you know, I'll keep you in my prayers. Um, don't give up. I gave her, uh, I said, focus on God. Let him into your hearts. Let him lead you. Um, don't be led by emotions or feelings and anger in a relationship or anything. Let God lead you. And so I went home. Oh, I got up. She hugs me. She said, can I give you a hug? I said, of course. Gave me a hug. Um, she went on her way so fast. She left. I got to get home to my husband. Her husband is a state patrol officer. And um, I reached out after our connect group. I talked to Pastor about it, and I've been. She was on my mind, and I reached out to her uh, yesterday um, during the daytime, and I, I sent her a message. You know what? I hope I'm not too intrusive, but you've been on my mind, and 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 I want to you know invite you guys to a church in your area um, that that a pastor that we we know, Pastor Ziga, um, that's right there in Bothell, and uh, so. I sent her that, and uh, and I said, I'm going to keep you in prayer. And then later on that night, me and my wife was watching, uh, just watching some TV, a movie, and I said, oh, a text came, and I said, oh, I'll get it later. And when we, I got up and read it after, and she said, I'm going to read what she wrote me back, and this is, you know, a total stranger. She said, thank you so much. I will definitely check it out. But this is the part that moved me. Your testimony had a positive effect on me, and I have been talking with God since we met. That's all it took was someone to share the word, to share what God can do for us, to share where he can bring you from and where he can take you to. And so just, just I encourage everyone, no matter where you're at, in the line at the store, I mean, just pumping gas or whatever you may do in your daily lives. Do not be unashamed to talk about God. Do not be unashamed to say, you know, how's your day? Oh, it's blessed. Because I, I do that all the time. Brothers ask me, how's your day? I said, oh, it's a blessed one. They go, really? They said, oh, man, that's good. I said, yeah, it is, man. Trust me. And, and, and that also always leads into a conversation. You know, I, I just remind them that your focus should always be on the face of the Lord. He will guide you in all situations. Um, be confident. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to share his love the way he shared it with us. We were lost one time and somebody reached out to us. You know, and that for me it was Gabriel who reached out to me. And if he didn't do that, I, I would not be here. I, will not, I would have not never been in this church. I would have not been following the Lord. So for his faithfulness in seeking and doing what God asked him to do, he saved a soul. And this soul is out there to save other souls. And this is the way we should all be running our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Preach.
Aleluia. Yes, save a soul. God is saving souls. Amen. He's in the business of salvation. Amen. Let's go to our next um, session on the grace. Father, we pray for this alert. We declare your grace, your mercy be manifest over whatever happened there in Jesus' name. Amen. We can pray. God can send his angels also. Amen. Uh, we study couple weeks about grace uh, and what the grace done in our lives and uh, we are here because of grace. We are serving Jesus because of grace and we go to heaven because of grace because grace uh, starts at the cross. The cross is the center of everything. The cross is the, the where lives change. When you come to the cross and you met Jesus as your Savior, your life changed. And then the, the cross is where grace starts. Grace is what God did for us that we don't deserve. The grace is what God provide for us way out where we were. We was lost. But in Christ, we was found. In Christ, we have a new beginning. We have a message of hope. Amen. Because we have a grace of Jesus upon our lives. I will start in Romans chapter 6, verse 14. We studied this a couple weeks ago. I want to go back in this one verse and then we move on. Uh, Romans 6, 14 says... For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under the grace. Hallelujah. Sin has no more control over you. Amen. Can, I, can you agree with that, that the sin is not controlling your life anymore? That's what the Bible said. If you... Surrendering yourself to Jesus. If you never did that yet, I want to invite you this morning. So if you are online, you are here in person, to give yourself to Jesus. When do you give yourself to Jesus, you are saying, Lord, I cannot save myself. I cannot make the way to go to heaven by my works, by my strength. But I believe that Jesus died to save me from the sin, from saving me from hell, save me from condemnation. I want your salvation. I want your forgiveness. And if you believe in that and you receive that, the Bible said that you come from the darkness to the light. From the be under the power of the sin, the desire of the flesh, to be now under the grace. And now you have a new desire in your heart, that desire produced by the Holy Spirit. Do you know when you have Jesus in your life, you don't have a joy in the sin. When you're doing a sin, you feel sorrow. You feel like, what I did? That's so bad. You don't feel pleasure in the sin. Even we still sin, we still as, as, as sin here or there, but there's no joy in the sin. But there's joy in obedience. There's joy in doing God's will, like, like Junior sharing. It was joy in sharing Jesus with others. We are not under the sin, we are under the grace. Can you agree with that? 
please agree because you agree with the Bible. <laughs> don't resist the Bible. You can't resist the pastor. No, don't resist the pastor. It's not nice to. <laughs> uh, the Bible said to be obedient, right? <laughs> uh, but we needed to agree what the word said. The word said we are under the grace of God. You know, when we are under the grace, the Holy Spirit come upon us. He anointed us. We give it to us what we don't deserve. We are anointed by grace. We receive the Holy Spirit because of the grace of God. When you are born again, the Holy Spirit come and live in you. Hallelujah. We are anointed by the grace of God. First John chapter 2 verse 27 said, But the anointing that you receive it from him, abides in you, hallelujah, remain in you, and you have no, no need that anyone should teach you. The other part, part B, but as his anointing teaches you about everything, it's true and it's not a lie, just as it is, has taught you, abide in him. The first part of this verse said, the anointing that we receive from him, from Jesus, Remain, abide in us. The Holy Spirit don't come and go. The Holy Spirit came and stay. Hallelujah. He is in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the lead of the Holy Spirit in your life. You have the anointing from God in you. You have the person of the Holy Spirit in your life. You are not alone. It's impossible to be alone because you have the Holy Spirit in your life. That's such amazing blessing that we have. The Bible said when Jesus was on earth, he fulfilled a prophecy of uh, Isaiah. Isaiah was living circa about 600 years previous to Jesus being born. When Jesus was born, in Luke chapter number 4, verse 18, he declared about the Spirit of the Lord. And it's the same blessings come over us also. He said in this way, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and receiving the sight of the blind. And to set a liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Hallelujah. Jesus, he received the anointing. You know, when Jesus was in the water baptism, the Bible said the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. And God the Father said, this is my beloved son and who I please. The Spirit of God came upon Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus is upon you in this morning. The same Holy Spirit. Taipei, the same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus is in you, man. The same Holy Spirit. Hallelujah is it in you. Amen. The same Holy Spirit. It's not like a, a weak Holy Spirit. No, it's not half the Holy Spirit. It's the same person of the Holy Spirit. It was in Jesus. He's in us now. We need to develop a relationship with this amazing person called Holy Spirit. He is such amazing. The Holy Spirit can lead you in all the truth. The Holy Spirit can show you what you're doing and what not you're doing. 
You need to just ask him. Be gentle. Be sensitive. And hear his voice. Inviting him to your personal life. Even the conversation in your marriage. Even to educating your kids. Even when you go to make a finance decision about your job. When you have uh, any kind of direction you need to take. Ask the Holy Spirit. If you go anywhere, ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, is this your place? This is pleases you. This is your will. This is not your will. Ask the Holy Spirit and you feel the peace of God like a green light. And sometimes God will not give the peace. It will be like a red light. Beep, beep, beep. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have the red light shine. It's alert, alert. Like we just received in our cell phone. Alert, alert. We feel, we're, I don't know, looks like everything in natural, looks good, looks, the paper looks beautiful. But inside of me, there's something, a beep, 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 beep. There's something, that something is the person of the Holy Spirit say, my daughter, I don't have that for you. I have something different for you. I have another way for you. But the, the natural evidence say, go this way. But you're not led by the natural. You're led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. You are led by Him. Amen. Then follow the Holy Spirit. The grace of God empower us to receive the Holy Spirit. This prophecy the Isaiah share, the Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, he, I want to read the prophecy because this prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus. And this beautiful prophecy is repeating the same words, actually. Isaiah 61, 1 said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. You can declare that upon your life. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. Joseph is upon me. Uh, Steve is upon me. And Megan is upon me. You can declare the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He is the same Holy Spirit. For what? For what the Holy Spirit does. Because he's anointing me to bring good news to the poor. Yesterday I was ministry and uh, this young man and and he he now he's a minister now he's preaching and he told me you don't know I, you probably don't remember me he, he told me I said really I don't remember you sincerely I don't remember and and he said I came one time many years ago in the food bank and I came through the food bank and I was in the low in my life and I came through and you served me the food bank we have the food bank for about ten years. And he said, and in the end, you pray for me. Will you guys pray for me? And now he's in the other side of the situation. He's a minister. He's preaching. He's sharing the gospel. He's a, he's a young man, 30 years old, something like this. He's a complete in the other side in his situation. The food and the prayer brought him to Jesus. The food, he got the, the prayer to bring him to the net, another situation. And I met him. I saw him second time. I saw him in Tacoma. And, and, and he was sharing his story. Uh, you you never never know when you are ministered, God anoint you to the minister for the people in need. Just go. Just share what you have. Pastor, I have just three t-shirts. There's someone that has just one. Pastor, I don't have a lot of knowledge. There's someone that have no knowledge. Just go and give what you have. Many times when I ask more to the Lord, the Lord say, give what you have. When you give what you have, he will give you more for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Give, hallelujah. It's better give than receive, the Bible said. 
Hallelujah. He, the, Bible anointed, he, the Bible said he anointed us to bring good news to the poor. And good news, guys. Let's, let's stop here. Good news. Is there's a lot of bad news out there. We don't need to be repeating bad news, okay? We need to repeat God good news. Hallelujah. He has sent us to send me to bring, buy up the broken heart. There's a lot of people with under oppression, depression, sadness. We, we need to be the hope. We need to be the ones bring hope. Don't feel ashamed if you are under oppression. I have been through many oppressions, many seasons in my life. The people are praying, helping me. But if we, we, we are, when we got to heal us, it's not just for we can be healthy. It's for us to help others. It's be health and be helper to another person. Share your story. If God raised you from a broken heart, a broken family, a broken marriage, a broken health, whatever was your situation, God raised you so you can help another person, help another one. There's someone need, need your help, need your message, need your testimony. Hallelujah. The broken heart will be healed. Hallelujah will be proclaimed liberty to the captive. There's the devil try to kill, destroy. He crouched to steal. But Jesus came to give you life and abundant life. The captive will be set free. The devil pray or pressure the person and try to bring them to suicide thoughts. But God wants to give you life and abundant life. Want to give you hope and say to you, no give up because God don't give up in you. And if God God doesn't give up in you. Why you will give up in yourself? Hallelujah. If God believes in you, believe in yourself also. Go to the mirror say, I believe in you. You'll be okay. <laughs> because God said this, you'll be okay. Not because you're good, because God is good. You will be okay. Hallelujah. Woo. Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes I go to the mirror and I preach for myself. I go to the restroom, go there, Jennifer, my wife is not home right now. I can preach with more liberty. Jocelyn, I declare upon you. Yeah, rise, man, rise. And I start preaching, Jocelyn. You guys think this pastor preached good. He trained a lot in the house. <laughs> yeah. You think is I'm joking. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I have some declaration, even that right declaration, and I declare upon me. I go declare. There's some words that I declare. There's prayer that I wrote a prayer, and I declare a prayer upon my life. Hallelujah. Agree with the Bible. Like, like David said, oh, my soul, be waiting in the Lord. You will worship the Lord, my soul. Calm down, my soul. Wait in the Lord. David is strengthening himself. He spoke with himself. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. I'm ready to. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Ready for something in God, like a game. I know there's a seven game in the NBA today, the seven game, but I'm ready for something even greater than that. Amen. Championship with Jesus. He already won, and I cannot lose because he's in my team. I actually, I'm in his team. <laughs> let's, let's fix this word here. 
We are one. You are one with Jesus, amen? Hallelujah. He opened the prison's door. And Jesus is so amazing. So amazing. He, he takes the captive free. Uh, let's keep growing, reading here in, in Isaiah. Isaiah goes even farther. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You know, the year of the Lord's favor is the 50 year of Israel. They call Jubilee. The Jubilee year is the year of the Lord's favor. Every person that has lent their, their land or sold their land or they was in debt, when the Jubilee came, everything is given back to the original owner. Let's imagine if you have a sickness in your family, something happened, you need to sold your land, sold the house. Now you are 40 years, waiting more 10 years. When the 10 years arrive, 50 years, a jubilee come, you go back and you have your land. You go back and have your house. Everything you lost, the jubilee, is the year of the Lord, is the year of restitution. Coming back. That is the year of the Lord. You know we has lost salvation. We has lost the sight with the Lord. The Bible said there was a division between us and God. There was no access to the Lord. But the year of the Lord came. The Jesus came and said there is a reconciliation available. You can come back to the Father. You can come back and be receiving my salvation. You don't need to be far. You can come near to the Lord. Salvation come. The reconciliation we lost heaven. But in Christ Jesus, we have heaven back. We can go back to heaven. We lost the presence of the Holy Spirit, but in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit come and live inside of me again. In Christ Jesus, I receive hope again. I receive a healing again. I receive an expectation about my tomorrow because I know who He is and He transformed my soul. Hallelujah. The year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's amazing. God is good. He's amazing. Look what he does with you. Look what he has done with you. Verse number three. Provide to those who grieve in Zion to bestow on, on them a crown of built instead of ashes, of oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Hallelujah. Do you see the exchange that happened there? That he take the sadness and he give the oil of joy. He take the garments of condemnation and gives the new garments for you. You have the righteousness of God in your life. Wow. That's, that's, you need to say, like Joe said, hallelujah now. You just say something like, say, yes, that's it, I believe. And because it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I, I have, a, I have a, another part of this message I want to share with you that is in Isaiah. Because Isaiah, he prophesied out of that. But what happened with Isaiah? Why Isaiah prophesied so much about the Christ? Because Isaiah, he experienced in his personal life the anointing and the salvation of Christ. He has a vision where he saw the glory of God. You know, we proclaim to others when we experience that the excitement comes in our soul when you express God. Isaiah chapter number 6 verse number 1. I will read it for you. Are you guys okay? Okay, I'm okay too. I'm, 
<laughs> Nobody asked me if I was okay, but I'm okay, Joe. <laughs> Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Uh, the year of the king Uzziah died. It's, it's correct, Uzziah? Uzziah died. I saw the Lord high and exalted sit on the throne. And the train of his robe fill the temple. Wow. Let's just, just stay a little for a moment in this verse here. First of all, he saw the Lord. Do you know, God, he wants us to experience him. God wants just to know about him. He wants us to know him. Jesse talked talking, you did a good job with worship, Jesse. Just, just talk about Job. Job in the end of the book, he said, I know just hear about God, but my eyes now see the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, you are going through trials, you are going through changes, you are going through some situation. But I proclaim by the name of Jesus, in all your trial, you will see the Lord. The Lord will be near to you. Yet God don't abandon us when we are in trials, when we are in testing. The devil came to try to destroy us. The God, when the devil attack us, God is even more closer than us than before. He's protecting his children. He's defending his children. You are not alone. The devil tried to say, eh, now you are alone. Uh, let me see what happened with you now. Uh, you see, I'm putting this in your situation. Look at your job. Look at your dog. Look at, the, look at your dog. Look at everything. It looks bad. Okay, God said, I am with you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. I will never leave you alone. Amen. Isaiah has experienced to see the Lord. God wants to reveal himself to you in the personal level. Personal. Not just know about God, but to, to know about God, but to know God. He has a vision. And he saw how glorious the Lord is. You know, the, 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 the robe, the train of the, his robe. Is correct? Say correctly. train of his robe. Uh, it's a new words for me here. The train, <laughs> uh, I'm learning to, <laughs> the train of his robe, the train is, is, is the part of the, the, the clothes of the king. They go where they walk, the train fall on them. The train go behind the king where they go. And the Bible said the train of his robe, the train of his robe. You know, the, the traditional when the kings come together to have meetings, when they decide in that time, especially Bible times, when they decide doing covenant or alliance to war, things like that, they, everyone uses their robe and the train of their robe, the size or how long the train of their robe was is how long their kingdom is, how big their kingdom is. If he has dominion over one nation, it's one side. If he has dominion over ten nations, it's a different game. The train of his robe was, was how long was, is how powerful was their dominion. You know, the train of his robe filled the temple. Hallelujah. It's filled the temple. So big, so big, filled the temple. God the kingdom of God is there's no kingdom 
equal the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is sovereign. It's before it started this world. And it's after this world finished. He is still the kingdom never ends. The kingdom of God is eternal. Because the kingdom survives as the king survives. How long the king is king. How long the kingdom exists. And our king, he was before this world. And he is in the kingdom right now. He's a king of kings. And tomorrow he still be. And when this world finishes. Finish it, he's still in the throne. He's a king, a king forever. This is our God. He is powerful. People are excited for different things. We need to be excited for, for our king. We need to be excited for our king. Don't be embarrassed of your king. Be, it's a privilege to honor your king. He saw the Lord. You know what he saw more? It's above him. We, he saw was seraphim. You say correct? Seraphim. Oh, I'm doing good today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Seraphim is each one. When they have a six wings, with two they fly, with two they cover their face, and two they cover their feet. They saw seraphim. Seraphim is angels of fire. Angels of fire. There was angels that was around the throne of God. There is thousands and millions of angels in God's kingdom. The Bible said there's a thousands or thousands and thousands or thousands. What means is thousands, millions and billions of angels in God's kingdom. When you ask God to send angels, don't be worried. God don't be lacking angels in heaven, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord, send just one angel. Oh, send ten, Lord. Send a hundred, Lord. <laughs> There's the angels there, angels waiting. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody ask the Lord for we can work. The angels there needing some work. Let's pray. Hebrews uh, chapter 1 verse 14 said, The angels are ministry sent to the ones, the inheritance, the salvation. If you are saved, the angels are available. You can pray and the Lord will send his angels. Hallelujah. His angels was there in God's presence. And the angels was flying around his throne with fire. Hallelujah. And they started declaring one another. It's interesting. They wasn't declaring to the Lord. They started declaring to one another. And they started saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Can we say with, with angels? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full with his glory. Wow. That's your God. That's your God. The angels are proclaiming. You know, every time the angels look to the Lord, they see something new in the Lord. Every time they look to the Lord, they say, holy and merciful. Every time they look to the Lord, say, holy and creator. Holy and amazing. Holy and lovely. Holy and father. Holy and savior. Every time they look to the Lord, they say, holy, holy, holy. You know, Isaiah has a vision 600 years before Jesus was born. But after 
Jesus was born, he has a disciple called John. John. And John wrote a book called Revelation. And Revelation, about 700 years before, the Revelation, John has a vision. And he saw the angels. You know what the angels was doing? Ha, 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 ha. He was doing holy, holy, holy. Hallelujah. Seven, uh, 700 years, the angels was declaring, holy, he is amazing. Holy, he is great. Holy, there is incomparable. Holy, he is Jehovah. Holy, he is the healer. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. We'll join this choir. Soon we'll be a choir and say, holy, holy, holy. We're doing that in heaven also. Not just here on earth, but in heaven. Wow. He's so good. He's so good. You know, Isaiah said what he said later on. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and prophesy about Jesus because he expressed this life here, this vision here. He saw the glory. He saw the angel. He saw the proclamation. But you know what happened with Isaiah? When he starts to see that, uh, actually verse number 4 said, the song of their voice, the, the voices, the drop pause and turn holes shook, shook the temple was, was filled with smoke. <laughs> there, there was a there was an earthquake, like the, the, the earth shake with the glory of God. You know, the Lord wants to shake some stuff and make the devil run because the glory of God is upon us. The glory of Jesus is upon us. But when Isaiah has this vision, Isaiah feel that he really needed God's mercy. He really needed God's grace because he started to feel condemnation. Verse number 5, he said, he, he said, who to me? I cry. I am a run for I I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. You know, when you see the Lord, how amazing He is, you see how much mercy and grace you need. There's no place to proud, pride when you're in God's presence. If you really are in God's presence, you feel humbleness. If you really feel God's presence, you cannot feel <laughs> great inside of you. You feel humbleness in your heart. You feel brokenness in your heart. Because you see how amazing, how glorious he is. And, and he, you see yourself low. You see yourself need of God's grace. Need of his mercy. You humble yourself. Actually, the Bible said, God, the, the, for the ones that humble themselves, the Bible said, God will give you grace to the humble. But God resists the proud. He resists the proud. The person, they are proud. The person there think they are something, God will resist that person. But the person that humble themselves, God will exalt them and do in time. Do you know that what happened with Isaiah? Isaiah said, Lord, have mercy. I, have, I saw you. I saw this amazing vision. I saw your glory. But who I am, Lord, who I am. I am a man on impure lips, and I live among people that are impure. I will be destroyed, Lord, who I am. That's the cry out of humbleness. You feel that you are not worthy. You feel that you, are, you don't deserve. You feel that you are a sinner. You feel that you are less. You feel that there's no value in yourself by you. But you know, then you experience the grace. Then you experience the grace because 
the everyone they know they are a son of God, they are children of God, they are excited for God. One day they come to the realization they were, were not. If you don't come to the realization that you are not, you don't come to the realization of who you are. Your identity that you are now is because one day you realize that you are not. You are a son because one day you realize that you are not the son. You are a blessing because one day you realize that you was under the curse. Well, if you don't have that realization of humbleness, we'll become a proud person. But when you have the, 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 the sense that we are not, then God can heal us, can heal and give a grace to us. And what happened with Isaiah? That's what happened. Grace came. God sent grace and the picture of fire for Isaiah. The Bible says, verse 6, the one of seraphims flew to me with a living coal in his hand. Which he has taken from uh, tongues from the altar. That's a symbol of Jesus. He came to purify the lips of Isaiah. That's the picture. Jesus came from God's altar to us, to save us. And verse number 7 said, when he touched my mouth, he said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sins is atoned for you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What's the difference to feel, to feel uh, uh, the, your sin by the Holy Spirit or by the devil? The devil show your sins to condemn you and accuse you. The Holy Spirit show your sins to change you and transform you. The Holy Spirit convince you that you are in sin to offering you the healing and forgiveness. The devil condemn you showing your sins to separate you from God. The Holy Spirit will convince you and produce even a sadness in your heart to bring to repentance. The devil come to condemn and bring remorse. That's the difference what happened with Peter and Judas. Judas has remorse but no repentance. Peter has repentance and was saved and transformed. Judas has remorse and killed himself. The Holy Spirit come to convince us so we can experience the salvation of God. And the Bible said he, uh, he healed them. He forgave the sins of Isaiah. Isaiah was purified by the, what came from the altar of the Lord. We also, we are pure because what came from the altar of the Lord. Jesus came from the, 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 the presence with the Father to come to the world, to be a living sacrifice, to make atonement, to make a, a redemption for our sins. That's the grace of God. That's the mercy of God. And Jesus paid the price. When, when that touched him, he said, your sins is take away. The, the, he removed the sin. It's the same what, what we start in Romans. We are no under the sin. We are under the grace. We are not under the condemnation. We are under salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I release grace. I release grace upon your daughter and your son right now. In Jesus' name, I release grace. I release grace upon your children, Lord. 
I declare that your Holy Spirit convinced them, Lord, from their sins. I declare, Father, the Holy Spirit is convinced them, Lord, from where they are to bring them to a brand new stage in their walk with you, Lord. I declare right now by the name of Jesus, by the name of Jesus, more, more. Hallelujah. If you need to confess your sins to the Lord, I'm not asking you to manifest for me, but I want you to confess to the Lord right now when in your own seat. I want to ask you to, to don't allow the devil to condemn you and to keep you in the prison. Uh, I have one last Bible verse I want to share, but I want to just stop now and give it time for you so you can talk with the Lord. Talk with the Lord in your seat. Say, Lord, I want to confess you. I want to ask you forgive. I don't want to live under condemnation. Lord, my lips is not pure. Vain. Purify my lips right now, Lord. I want to surrender to you what's in my heart. If you have something, someone that you forget, you need to forgive. And someone in your mind come. And you have something against that person, now is the time to release forgiveness. And say, I forgive the person that offend me. I forgive the person that hurt me. I release forgiveness. I don't want to keep that in my mind anymore. I don't want to be with that in my heart anymore. And release forgiveness. If you did something against your children, your wife, your husband, if you treat in a bad way, if you did something wrong in your business, just say, Lord, forgive me. Take me out of this condemnation. Save my soul, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise your holy name. I praise your holy name. Oh, Ramakasuri Abanai. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 said, in Christ Jesus there is no more condemnation for who is in Christ Jesus. You don't walk by the flesh, but walk by the spirit. No more condemnation. Amen. God wants to deal with this condemnation in your heart. God wants to deal with the sin in your heart, with, with the, the offense in your heart, with the unforgiveness in your heart. God wants you to set you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me show what happened with, with, with Isaiah. After Isaiah was forgiven and healed by the Lord. See what happened with Isaiah. This is amazing. Verse number 7 says, And then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Woo! Hallelujah. We are anointed, empowered by the Holy Spirit to do good works. Isaiah heard a call, an invitation, and they said, who will go for us? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. They said, who will go for us? Who will go for us? Who represent us? And Isaiah heard. Wasn't a straight invitation for Isaiah, but he heard the invitation. God is still saying this morning, who will go for us? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit wants to use you. 
He anointing you and he say, are you willing to carry your cross and go for me? Are you willing to carry my love? Are you willing to go and share your story with others? Isaiah, the one that was feel condemned, that was feel so far away, that was feel unworthy after he was purified. Now he has boundless. How he has confidence. Now he has a shoulder lifted high. Not because he's good, because he recognized he, he wasn't good, but he received the grace and the grace put him in the position of authority. Hallelujah. God show us this place, not to leave us in this place of humbleness. It's showing this place because the place of exaltation is always before the exaltation comes humbleness. When you humble yourself, purification comes and then he stands you in the place where you can help others. And he said, Lord... Look here, <laughs> you have a candidate. <laughs> There's no others, just me. <laughs> Send me, Lord. Here am I. Send me. Can you say that to, to Jesus this morning? Here am I. Send me. I am here. I am here, Lord. I am qualified by the blood of Jesus. I am qualified by his sacrifice, by what came from the altar from the Lord to purify me. He purified me, he qualified me, he empowered me, he anointed me because now I can go and I can do because he is in me, is greater than who is in the world. Hallelujah. Woo! Jesus, he's in you. You are now alone. And who is in your side, who is inside of you is a mighty God. He's a powerful, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. You know, this process happened with Jesus. Jesus came as the Lamb of God. He humbled himself. He was like God. But the Bible said he was in the form of God. But he became a man. And the form of man became a servant. And the form of servant became obedience. And obedience to the cross. And died, died and at the cross. A curse that. He humble, 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 humble. That's in Philippians chapter 2. He humble, humble, humble. But God exalted Jesus and gave a name above our name. And by the name of Jesus, our knees will bow down. Our tongue will confess that he is Lord. It's the same thing for us. Humbleness. Then he will give you the key of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Be humble in His presence. Don't think that you are. You are not. When we think we are, it's because we are not. And when we don't think we are not and we humble ourselves, then we are. <laughs> in the kingdom is opposite. Who wants to be the top, the leader, needs to wash the feet. The pyramid of our authority in the kingdom is like, no, it's not like this. This is in the world. The top here, the leader here, and everybody belong. In the kingdom, is upside down. The leader needs to be in the bottom and need to serve the others. If you want to be leader, you need to serve others. 
That's my function. If I don't wash your feet, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> Leadership is to serve. You know the world needs to see humbleness in the church. It's not because we have revelation, we come with pride over other people. Go with mercy. Go with love. With compassion. Because they are in the place that you were one day. They are need the same Jesus that saved you. The same love, this love for you is the same love for them. The same grace to save you is the grace who save them. The same sacrifice that was done at the cross for your soul is the same sacrifice for their soul. Go with mercy. Go with grace. Go with mercy from Almighty God. And you will be able to have a harvest to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Empower us, Lord, in this morning. Empower us. If you stand up in God's presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you can, stand, please. Father, I praise your holy name. I praise your holy name. Because your Holy Spirit, Lord, is upon us. Your Holy Spirit is upon your children, Lord. Lord, you brought us to a place of humbleness to show us, Lord, that by grace we are anointed, Lord. We receive the ability to do what we could not do without your anointing. You gave it to us the ability to do it, Lord. And now we are saying to you, Lord, here am I. Send me. Send me. Lord, send me to my own house. Send me to my neighbors. Send me in my workplace, Lord, in the school and the college. Send me to the nations, wherever you want, Lord. We want to shine your light. Shine your light. Oh, I release by faith the empowerment of your Holy Spirit. I declare the Holy Spirit come upon your daughter, your sons right now. By the name of Jesus, the manifestation of your grace, Lord. That your son can leave this place with confidence. Knowing that you have called him to be a light. You have called him to be a man of integrity. A man filled with courageous from heaven. A woman filled with love and mercy, compassion. A young man. And a young girl, Lord, fill with your glory to walk and shine and see others be healed and see others be healed from their sickness and be forgiven their sins. I declare you are raising your church and sent with glory from heaven. Hallelujah, Father. Oh, hallelujah, Father. We receive your grace. We receive your blessing this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Keep us, Lord, a humble heart, Lord. Keep us in the place of humbleness, Lord. Lord, keep us like Isaiah, Lord, a place of humbleness to see you, Lord. See your glory. And know it's just because of our mercy, Lord. And Lord, also keep us in the place of willingness, Lord. Willingness to go. And willingness to give. And willingness to share, Father. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We praise your holy name, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are good. Thank you for all you're doing this morning in our lives, Lord. I praise you in this morning, Father. There's no one like you, Father. There's no one like you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Wow. It's hard to finish your service when you see the glory of God. I can feel the glory of God here. But I want to say this glory will not stay in this building. This glory go with you. 
the glory of Jesus go with you. The peace of Jesus going with you. You are going to your one, one way, to your home, to your vacation, for your trip, for see your family this weekend. Wherever you go, you are going with God's presence upon you. Amen. You are never alone. The anointing is upon you. The Holy Spirit is upon you. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Your house is blessed. Your marriage is blessed. Your children are blessed because you receive and what you receive come down from all your family. Believe in the Lord Jesus and be saved. You and your whole house, say the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's come one more time to Jesus and let's finish. Celebrate Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen. If you need a personal prayer, personal time, constantly, we pastors will be here to pray with you, to help you, whatever you need. But don't leave without giving at least seven hungry hugs in some people, okay? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> love you. Thank you for coming. Uh, family, amazing. You guys going to Alaska. Have a great vacation there. I declare bless upon you, bless upon your family. Oh, Lord, thank you for their children here, Father. I declare, Lord, the, the new season come upon them, Lord. A new season come upon this, this family, Lord. The dreams come true. The season to the dreams come true. I declare the prophetic words, the words that was come from their, their previous generation, Lord, will come down in their lives, Lord, and will come in fulfillment. The fulfillment of prayers, the previous prayers, the previous, their, their, their family ancestors praying for them, I declare, will come true. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, you guys, there's a lot of people that pray for you and your family. A lot of people pray a lot for you guys. A lot of inheritance, spirit inheritance upon you. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless one another in Jesus' name. You're blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. sing, but if we sing long enough, they might join in with us. And this may be a dance that's too heavy for those chains, but if we dance long enough, well, the prisons will open up. Hey!